Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. So, for this week's industry review, it's time to dust the shelves and remove the cobwebs. I'm taking a dive into the world of antique books. Uh, these page, pages of the past hold historical significance, craftsmanship and investment value. And who knows, there might be one up there in your attic. So I'm delighted to be joined this morning uh, by David Cunningham. He's the co-owner of Ulysses Rare Books. Uh, Eamon de Burka, uh joins us. He's the owner of de Burka Rare Books. And Alan Gregory is the owner of First Edition on Baggett Street. Uh, David, we might start with you. Okay. Firstly, tell us a little bit about you and your business, if you would. Okay. Um, well, I have a bookshop on Duke Street, which is not too far from here, just off Grafton Street. And I began in this business in 1988. We opened the shop there in April. Um, so we celebrated our 35th anniversary this year. Well so done. 35 years on the high street. It's not bad going, I think. Absolutely. So in terms of that business over 35 years, how has it changed? Or? Well, yes, a lot of changes. Right. Um, when I began, uh, I started with my father. It's a family business initially uh, with my father and my sister. When we began in the business, it was principally antiquarian books and they would be old historical books. Um, right. You know, most of them dating pre some early 1900s and back to maybe the 1700s. Um, the reason for that would have been my father would have been an antiquarian as such and he was mainly interested in that type of thing. Right. So um, we did that for a number of years uh, and then later we began to expand a little bit more into modern first editions, principally of Irish literature and later again, we expanded into more general modern firsts, and that would include American literature, um, English authors, and also we've added a nice section of children's literature, which has proved very popular with us. Okay. We'll come back to some of the detail around that in a second. Uh, let's welcome our second guest. Alan Gregory is the owner uh, of First Edition uh, on Baggett Street. Alan, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you very much indeed. Now, tell us a little bit about you and your business, if you would. Well... I'm relatively new to the business in conjunction with the, uh, if one is to take into consideration uh, the Burke and your other two guests said, David Cunningham. Uh, I, I worked as an engineer all my life and, and uh, when I retired, uh, we had a shop uh, which my wife owned and we decided to open uh, a bookshop because I'd been collecting books for most of my life. Okay. Uh, generally, first editions. I've always gone for first editions because I like the feeling of the hardback book with the dust jacket and all of that. And I became an avid collector of books. So this was uh, you and your hobby post it, your it, engineering career exactly, that you decided yeah. to uh, maybe uh, make a business out of. Yes, absolutely. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah, the shop became available about 14 years ago. Uh, you know, uh, we had it let out to people, but the people who wanted it at that stage uh, would would have wanted um, uh, kind of uh, m- more uh, drink-orientated, cigarette-orientated, and the shop is actually in a lane where it would not have been suitable, you know. We're, we're in Pembroke Lane, just, I know off, exactly where uh, you are. Yeah, just yeah. off Waterloo Road. Yeah. So, so we decided to set up the bookshop. So I'm there 14 years now and uh, doing all right, you know. And when you say first editions, so assuming, is there a first edition of every book? 
Uh, well, or there, how does that all work? Well, there is, yes. Yeah. The, 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 there are first editions of, or there is a first edition of every book. There, there's even the first one that probably comes out of the uh, uh, out of the tank, if you if you know what I mean. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, generally they would print perhaps five hundred or maybe a thousand. You, you, you know, at, at the one time, like for example, Ulysses, uh, the, the first one hundred of those. Or, or the the first one, they were they, they printed one thousand of them, and they're all considered first editions. And, and, and Joyce signed a hundred of them. Okay, you know? wow. And they're the ones you want. Wow, you know? they're the ones you want in your library uh, if you can. And just before yeah. I go to Eamon de Burka, a, a, a copy of Ulysses signed by Joyce. How much would it be worth? It varies considerably. Mm. We were just talking, yeah. David and I were just talking about that before we came in, you know. Um, uh, I read last year that one went for at auction for over 80,000. Yeah, I mean, now, with Ulysses, um, the very first is 1922, published in Paris by Shakespeare and Company. And as Greg Allen, uh, Allen was saying, um, there were a thousand of those printed. Right. The first hundred were signed. There were 150 on what's known as a Verge d'Arche paper, so it's a different type of paper. And they were numbered 101 to 150, and then the subsequent 750 were in a handmade paper. All of them are collectible and all of them are valuable, but the most valuable of those are those that were issued in their original um, wrappers because it was issued in a paper wrapper, which is very fragile. But it's very important to have the wrapper intact. So it comes back to condition. It does. Of what happened was a lot of people, because <clears throat> of the fragility of the wrapper, had those bound in hardback. I see. So the ones in hardback aren't worth as much as those that are in their original state as issued. Isn't that interesting? So that's, uh, no, uh, I wanted to bring in Eamon de Burka, uh, owner of de Burka Rare Books. Uh, Eamon, you're very welcome uh, to the, put on your headphones there, lads, so you can hear Eamon. Eamon, you're very welcome to the programme. Tell us about you and your business, if you would. Yeah, well, I started the business in 1981 in Castlebar. Uh, I moved back from England. I was a collector before that and uh, bought my first book in Castlebar in 1986. And uh, uh, Sorry, 1966. And I still have that treasured little tome here beside me. It's uh, Thomas Moore's History of Ireland. And... Uh, from there, I started the business and we operated out of Castle Bar for five years. Then we moved to Dublin. Uh, initially, we were issuing five or six catalogues yearly, a uh, fairly hefty bill for printing and, and uh, binding. Uh, but uh, come COVID, we couldn't issue any printed catalogues. So William uh, operated the uh, online and website and uh, uh, we we reached a fair wider audience all over the world. And Will tells me now that we have uh, an audience of 25,000 followers across social media. So the scene has completely changed since I started the business in 1982. And uh, we, we, we do a bit of publishing as well on uh, as a sideline business. Uh, we published our first um, uh, book in 1981 in Castlebar. That was... Knox's history of BO because the original edition was very expensive and hard to come by. And probably the best one we ever republished was the um, Annals of the Kingdom of Ireland by the Four Masters, which uh, mm-hmm. I was at an auction 
in the 80s in 1989, it was, that uh, Montreux was there and, and one went for £5,000, wow. which was out of the budget of most people. So we decided uh, this would be a good opportunity to make this readily available throughout the country and indeed uh, around the world it went. Okay. And and yep. can I ask you one thing, Eamon? And I know yeah. it's I know it's not for sale, but uh, the book that you bought back in the sixties, mm-hmm. A History of Ireland by Thomas Moore, how much is yeah. that worth today? Well, I actually I just went online before you you, you, you rang me up there and there is only one copy of the book uh, available in a library, and that is in the Bodleian Library in Cambridge. So I wouldn't sell this one for love nor money because <laughs> Uh, Thomas Moore uh, and myself seem to uh, have a lot in common because when I first went in that I worked in Wiltshire and um, it wasn't far from where Thomas Moore lived in Sloperton Cottage. And then about 20 years ago, we had a phone call from uh, a person who was restoring the summer palaces of the Tsars in P- Petershof, which is just outside St. Petersburg. And they were looking for a copy of Thomas Moore's uh, Lada Rook, which is a famous book that he book of, of poetry that he wrote in 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 the early eighteen hundreds. And they wanted a first edition because the Zarina, that that's the consort of Zar Nicholas the First. She her favorite book in all the world was Thomas Moore's uh, Lada Rook. And okay. We supplied that. We supplied that. To the, the which is now a museum, the house there in Petersoft. So we, we, with Thomas Moore and myself, seem to have a long association. And you still didn't tell us the price, so yeah, well, that's <laughs> well, all right. That's I, all right. I, I tell you, I can tell you, Bobby, what we paid for it. What I paid for it, I worked uh, on Saturdays in, in Mins and Boys Wear in Castlebar, and it cost me ten shillings. But I tell you, if a fella came in here and offered me 50,000 for it, I wouldn't sell it. There you uh, go. It's, it's, it's got some sentimental value. There. Well, well done. Well done to you, uh, Eamon. You. That's a lovely story. Back yeah. to you, David. I want to do a couple of texts that have come in, but just um, you actually do house calls. Is that right? So you'll go yes, to somebody's do. house. You'll have, uh, somebody might say, I have a few, and you'll tell yeah. me a little bit about yeah. your experience around that. Um, and have you discovered any yeah, uh, nice mean, gems oh, in that line of business? Yeah, we have. I mean, all of us do house calls as part of the business. There's only a certain amount of ways you can you can source books. You can't go to a wholesaler to do the you know to buy your stuff. Yeah. So you buy at auction. You buy privately from people who come through the door. Um, you go to book fairs and you do the house call. Um, what we normally would do is if somebody rings a shop and they say they have a quantity of books for sale, we would first of all request that they maybe take some photographs of the books on the shelf because we'd like to get a flavour of what the library is like. So I can tell maybe from looking at certain sections of photographs, what sort of books that's, that are in the library. Right. And I'll, I'll say, oh yeah, I can see this, 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 this. And yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, if there's a large quantity and you see some nice things, uh, you've got to go and do a site visit to assess on site what's there. So um, I did a house call recently, actually, just two weeks ago, and they had a nice collection. There were probably about seven or 800 books in the library. Now, not all of them were of interest, but... The, the the man he was selling was father had passed away and he'd been a collector and his grandfather had been a collector so there was some very nice things Lovely. there we would you know focus mainly uh, if it's an older book mainly on, on Irish history that sort of thing yeah but in mixed in there were there was there was literature and that type of thing too so yeah that's a, that's an important part of our business um, Alan there's a couple of texts here you might have, uh, I have a signed copy of Bono's 
autobiography. Mike tells us that he'll never sell. Um, how much would a first edition of the commitments go for? Paperback, unfortunately, not signed by Roddy, unread, uh, because I read it in a different book, which was a trilogy that comes from Kieran. Is there any value yeah. in those kind of books? Well, of course there is, you know, yeah. and I get requests along those lines. I'm sure David and Eamon uh, get, get the same. But we get requests f- f- uh, uh, about books that people have in their possession all the time. And unfortunately, a lot of the time, people think that they have something that their grandfather or someone had in the attic and that it's worth a fortune. And when you, and, and when you, when you tell them the bad news that, I'm sorry, it's not. For example, like one, one day in my shop, uh, a very autocratic looking gentleman came in and he said to me, I'm thinking of selling my Ian Fleming. And uh, would you be interested? And I said, well, it depends on what it, what it is, what it looks like. Yeah. And he proceeds to take a tattered uh, paperback version of From Russia With Love out of his pocket. And he said, how much would you be prepared to give me for it? And I said, nothing. And he got very, very upset with me and thought I was... It, you know, but it, it wasn't worth anything. And that was because it was in poor condition? Well, condition is everything, right. really. That's okay. because as, of the paperback as, as, well. as far as I'm concerned, condition is everything. Because I wouldn't want to be selling poor books, any sure. books, books that are in not very nice condition. So and a hardback book with its original dust jacket is extremely... Uh, if if it's a first edition, and depending on who the the author was or what the history of the book might have been, uh, is it, 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 is is what you're looking for. This is the, and and this is what collectors look for. Okay. Uh, collectors wouldn't be remotely interested now in a tattered book uh, unless it was really really uh, uh, of 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 some rarity. Yeah. You no. Know? Um, um, perhaps, sorry, probably, perhaps I can answer the question on the commitments. Um, just coincidentally, I have a beautiful copy of that in the shop just last week, signed first edition of the the King Farouk edition, which is the very first issue, 1987, I think it was. Um, and I had 850 euro on it. Okay. So, and have you sold it, Jeff? I have sold it. Um, right. But that was a nice copy. I mean, it's a very difficult book <clears throat> to get because it's in wrappers. And it gets tatty and worn. So, but this there, one was helping kept very well. So that's that's top of the market. There's another text here, um, Eamon, You might help me with this one, uh, which yeah. is, uh, I have a copy of Dickens' Hard Times from 1895. Is it worth anything? That says says Jason. So Dickens' yeah. Hard Times. It, Dickens, like, there's three things about a book. Uh, it's like with the property, it's. Location, location, location. With a book, is condition, condition, condition. Okay. What we what we usually say, and if that gentleman would like to, if he sends us an illustration of it, uh, an image of it uh, on the email or text, we will look into it and check it out. But by and large, uh, Dickens, unless they're in pristine conditions and in the original wrappers, they are little of no value. But uh, it depends again on the on the year and the publication. But reminds me there when. Uh, by the way, we have a copy of uh, a, a copy of, 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 of the signed uh, Roddy Doyle book commitments at the same price. We still have it as value for the house for Christmas. So eight hundred is the market value. I think you bought it from me. 
and getting back to what Alan was saying there, uh, it reminded me of Oscar Wilde, you know. I remember I was at a book fair in um, Dublin, that would be the early 80s, and I had a lovely, pristine copy of Vanishing Dublin by Flora Mitchell, and the lady, a lovely old lady came up and she said, excuse me, I'd like to buy the Vanishing Dublin, how much is it? I said, two fifty. And she handed me a fiver, and of course it was two hundred and fifty. <laughs> that happened me too. I, I, but anyway, getting back to what Alan said, there a lot of people, and I'm reminded by the, that great saying of Oscar Wilde: uh, they, "They know the price of everything and the value of nothing." You know. Because, yeah. uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. a, we're running a little short in time, but uh, David, okay. it, it strikes me that you know you're all people who have a keen interest in. The subject matter. This isn't the business you go into unless you you really, really need to know and love what you do. I would suggest. Well, absolutely. But yeah. my, in my own personal case, when I, I was twenty four years old when I started in the business, and I got into it because of my father, and he had a small shop in the Market Arcade, South Great George's Street, in eighty six. Then he moved to uh, Duke Street. Yeah. And at the time, I was kind of between jobs, and I wasn't. I mean, I'm astonished. I'm still in the business after thirty five years. When I started, I had no intention of staying in this business, but. Through the apprenticeship, I've grown to love it, and it's just a very, very rewarding career for me now. Yeah, uh, and Alan, maybe last word to you then, in terms of just to remind our listeners, all those who people have probably already gone up to the attic to dust down some books, but you're wasting your time unless it's in mint, mint condition. Oh, absolutely. Regardless yeah. of who the author is. Yes, of course. Yeah, and uh, uh, like David. Uh, and and I'm I'm sure Eamon as well. You've got to love love what, you what do? you're doing. You know, I mean, there isn't any great money in books. You've got to love what you're doing, um, and uh, and and uh, you know, there can be some good things happen occasionally. Funny things that will happen, like somebody coming in and asking you, "Do you have any first editions by Jane Eyre?" You know? <laughs> I mean, uh, well, yes, but 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 it's amazing. Like like I mean, these things these things will happen, you know. And and uh, uh, I guess it's always there's always there's always funny stories to be told in in business. Yes, yes. Well, look, there, there I, I think it's been a real revelation for me to talk to all three of you this morning. Uh, you're you're in a world that I know very little about, but I, I am actually intrigued about what it is you do. Well, you so, might drop in, Bobby, and buy a few books. Well, know, I will. Before Christmas. I will. So thanks to my guests. <laughs> Not too far away, actually. Yeah. David Cunningham, co-owner of Ulysses Rare Books. Eamon DeBurker, owner of DeBurker Rare Books over there in Mayo. And Alan Gregory, owner of First Edition on Baggett Street. Thank you all for your time and indeed your wisdom. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.